Well, Kilobyte, we're back at Swerve's bar, and still no signs of Computron. Yeah, it's very strange. Hope he's doing okay. Guys! Guys! I'm in the closet! Quick! Waspinator's gone! Someone let me out! Oh, Primus! Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. You guys didn't hear me two weeks ago? I mean, Waspinator wanted to show me, like, something in his closet, which is a little weird. But uh, it ended up being a PowerPoint presentation on why we should be friends. And I, uh, <laughs> I told him, uh, you know, hey, I gotta go. I'm, I'm running a bit late. But uh, he kind of locked the door on me and put the PowerPoint on repeat. Wow, that's, that's insane. Well, I'm glad you're okay. I know this is spur of the moment, but are you available to record an episode with us? I guess so. Just let me know when Waspinator shows his face so I can duck underneath the table. Alrighty, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the podcast about Transformers comics, toys, and everything in between. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic discussion today uh, brings us to IDW Transformers Ironhide. And as always, spoiler warning. So if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go read it, come back, and listen to the podcast. Now, I've heard from some of my Earthlings that if you click that like button on this video or subscribe, that really helps us grow, and we really appreciate that. Now, onwards with the podcast. Both Computron and myself have read this series already, but this is Kilobyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. But before we dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fast facts? Yeah, uh, so first things first, as usual, hard stuff. Uh, the first issue was released May 12th, 2010, and the uh, last one on August 4th, 2010. Uh, the writer was Mike Costa, and the artist was Casey Colower, and the colors were by Joanna Lafuente. Okay, so fun facts, and it's kind of just one this time. But uh, in pre-war Cybertron, Ironhide is depicted as a civilian security member of the Cybertronian racetrack and claims that he had never heard of Megatron before. However, in the previously published Megatron Origin, Ironhide appears to be a member of the military-like Autobot security service under Sentinel Prime, and he was aware of the crimes Megatron had committed. I mean, one could on you know one could claim that this is set before Ironhide joined the military, but in that case, Megatron would still have been a simple miner. Uh, it is notable that it is not until issue three of Megatron Origin that Ironhide is shown as a member of the Autobot Security Service after Megatron has risen to prominence as a gladiator and killed two Autobots. It could be argued that this issue's flashback uh, takes place during the events of issues two of Megatron Origin, in which, you know, Megatron commits the previously described acts. Now, Kilobyte, do you mind giving us a short summary of these comics? Will do. Seeking to return Cybertron to a habitable state, the ancient Autobot sage Alpha Trion required a powerful warrior to obliterate the remains of the Insecticon swarm still infest the planet, and has chosen Ironhide for the task. And as always, information has been taken from the wiki fantastic shall we dive into it it's a short one this time yeah we start off with a flashback way back when the war just started on cybertron and ironhide just saved optimus from having his optics removed by rumble thoughts or rumble's face 
<laughs> he punched half his face off. <laughs> and he, I guess, proceeds to beat the living scrap out of Soundwave because, like, there's, like, a moment later he's just, like, carrying Soundwave's gun, which, that's my boy. You don't, you don't just do that to me. <laughs> Poor Soundwave. These last two comics have not been too kind for him. Granted, these two events that happened to him are very far apart, but, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So we also find out Optimus wasn't always great at speeches, which is interesting data bite there, given in like every other iteration of him, he always gives a speech, but it looks like he's he's had kind of a, a stage fright or not stage fright, uh, just just not good with the words. Isn't it weird that it, it all it took was like a pep talk and then all of a sudden, bleh, I'm suddenly the best person to give a speech ever. I don't know. It's kind of weird. No, yeah. I wish a pet talk could do that to me. <laughs> I think he he still has the the soldier mentality here, not the a leader mentality. So uh, I think he's just uh, an action kind of guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So moving to the next point, because th- this comic's relatively short, so we're gonna get through this pretty fast. Killmite, do you mind explaining what we are seeing here? Ironhide just woken up in modern Cybertron. Last time we saw him, he was dead, but no one is here on Cybertron. What would uh, what's going on here? Yeah, so Ironhide wakes up. Cybertron has been decimated. <laughs> it's, it's in ruins, pretty much, and he's all by himself, just walking the empty streets and the empty cities, until he comes face to face with Alpha Trion. He uses the the normal disguise of wearing a cloak. <laughs> yes, a fancy cloak. This, to me, when he first wakes up, is very funny because it feels like that scene. In Endgame, the the Marvel human movie with Ant Man going on like, what the hell's happened here? We're gonna <laughs> insert a uh, Ironhide like meme that's related to that. I think it's gonna be hilarious. Hey kid, what the hell just happened? Exactly. <laughs> we also see that Ironhide doesn't remember how he got to Cybertron or what the swarm is. So out of the bat, it's a little bit fishy. Right. And it, it's very it's very much of a mystery. And I my favorite part is like I enjoy how when Ironhide follows up, I forget the name of this bot, but then takes him to Alpha Trion, right? And then Trion, it's almost nonstop of him saying, Well, I'm Alpha Trion. Well, I'm Alpha Trion. And Ironhide's just like, I have no idea who you are. Just simply continues <laughs> like asking questions and then Trion just continuously saying, well, I'm Alpha Trion at the end of everything nonstop as if that's the answer. And it's just still not coming across to Ironhide. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we get we get to the, the good bit where Alpha Trion was like, you know, uh, kind of assuming uh, Ironhide was just a... Uh, not so smart, and then Ironhide punches Alpha Trion in the face. That's my favorite scene right there. Oh, yeah. And then, like, throughout the entire time, like, when... Well, not throughout the entire time, but, like, right when that happened. I'm like, whoa, you're Alpha Trion. Yeah, good good <laughs> for him, you know? Because Ironhide <laughs> finds out that Alpha Trion had Metroplex the whole time, but instead had Ironhide travel all over Cybertron to kill the, the swarm... By but himself. He, by himself, while he had a Titan in his back pocket the whole time. And it's just like, yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, good for you for punching him. <laughs> I like that. Because he says, like, uh, I just took down a whole city of swarms, so I think you should be more scared of me than them. Just punches him. Yeah. Can I uh, be honest with you guys? 
Um, when I first read uh, this comic, because originally I thought under that uh, shroud, uh, that was Alpha Trium was just like hiding his beard. And so when Ironhide punches him, I'm like, holy smokes, Ironhide punched your beard off. I mean, obviously <laughs> I know that that wasn't the case, but it was just, I don't know, a dumb first thought, but I laughed at myself for doing that. But it's just... <laughs> That's pretty great. I, I wish that happened, though. Like if he just punched in his beard, just fell right off. Well, I mean, he punched Rumble's, half of Rumble's face off. What would stop him from punching a beard? <laughs> that's that true. true that is true all right is there anything else we want to talk about these comics before we move on to our next segment yes ironhide finds a friend this abandoned cybertron and that friend is sunstreak he's still alive Ooh, drama do he, tell he he has a, a little bit of spark left uh but he's found on like on top of a rubble of uh the swarm and so he's taken back to alpha trion and alpha trion uh treats him uh, but he can't walk just yet so he has a like a wheelchair and sunstreaker is like telling him like i'm sorry for everything i did and ironhide doesn't know what actually happened so i thought that was a very interesting interaction between them because uh, i think ironhide says like uh, what happened in the past is in the past we just gotta stick together so I, I really I really like that. He doesn't have the last four million years of memory. He only has the good times and he doesn't know what happened. So he's just like, Yeah, whatever happened in the past happened in the past, unknowing what he what he did. Yeah. Even though it almost pretty much technically costed Iron High in his life. Yeah, it was hot rod. Oh hot rod. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um interesting. Um I, there is one character I wish they brought in. We'll see it later. I'm not gonna spoil it. Oh, it's a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's a dog from the beginning? <laughs> sure. <laughs> when, when Ironhide rants over Ravage? Uh, you're just going to you're gonna have to meet the dog. Wow. Wow, Computron. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll just have to meet the dog. Again, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. <laughs> so how many raw stars would you guys give this short series? It's out of five, right? Yep. Um... I mean, it was an okay story. I might slap it on a two and a half, three. Okay. Uh, I think we'll give it a four. Four? Yeah. I think it was yeah. decent. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably give it a four as well. I like the colors in this one. It's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, no, I already very... really saved this comic. It, it, it's a gorgeous one to look at. Yeah, it, it's very nice. So emails. We do have an email today. We have a listener out there who sent us an email on what looks like October 14th on the humans calendar of 2021. So sorry if we're reading this late. Uh, there's like thing I did not think about is how far Earth is from Cybertron. So emails take a while for it to get here. But we're going to read it now if that's okay. This is from VR Matrix. Uh, they said, I'm enjoying your show as well as your end session of Transformers as well. I'm thinking and that's the D&D. Last time I read or listened to anything Transformers was when it was the G1 TV series when I was a kid, and that was when the series came out. I have started reading the first comics and enjoyed hearing there is more out there. I never even knew of these comics as a kid. Keep up the show. I enjoy listening to you all. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you. And then, I mean, <laughs> we can't stress enough. It's read the comics. They're amazing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and thank you for listening to the show. We appreciate it. It'll go up from here. We yeah. promise. It's going to get a lot better. 
Yeah. So that's it for emails. Next thing I want to point out in our heavy metal content, I'm now friends with somebody named Scattershot. So thank you for leaving your friend code on one of our videos. And I sent you a friend request. Thank you. Yeah, I did as well. Compitron will too eventually as soon as they release it on the, the human iOS app. Yes, I am an iOS user and uh, please go easy on me. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is funny because you're computron anyway <laughs> listeners if you would like to get in contact with us you can send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com or see below in the video or in the description of the episode it'll have the email link all right so um any toys we want to talk about toys got an red line cheetor Ooh, fancy it doesn't transform, but it has some good articulation with uh, some props and interchangeable hands. So I really like it. Uh, I don't have toys, but I, it does sound like they're going to be doing a Beast Wars movie. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Kilobyte got me a R.E.D. Starscream, and I put him in his crown because that's what he belongs in. <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, Mr. Kilobyte got me a R.E.D. Soundwave. And I have him posed um, with that that hand where it looks like he's getting ready to eject laser beak. Oh, and that's I cool. Have him. Yeah, and then I have like his other hand holding like the gun up in the air, kind of like the Terminator style. That's awesome. I want to cool. see that. Yeah, I want to see that pose. <laughs> he's right on my desk too, so he's incredibly judgmental. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> are you guys ready for Transformers: Heart of Darkness? We are. No, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Computron, you want to take us out? Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Can we have friends? Computron, Waspinator just walked in. Oh, no. Waspinator is going to check his room to see if Waspinator has made his new friend yet. Quickly, let's get out of here while his back is turned. Right. right. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar if you are interested in more content. Try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. Wolfer and this bot are just dancing. <laughs> Looks like they're both nervous. <laughs> I will win this salsa. <laughs> Dance off. This tango. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.